Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. Even with the New York State Legislature out of session for several months or even until next January, your MISNY continues to engage in advocacy on your behalf on numerous fronts. MISNY has been participating with a small work group convened by the American Medical Association, consisting of a handful of state medical associations and national specialty societies to make recommendations to federal agencies to ensure a fair implementation of the No Surprises Act enacted by Congress last December. With the many provisions of the law going into effect on January 1st, 2022, there are many areas where the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services are adopting regulations. MISNI, working together with these other physician advocacy organizations, have been advocating to ensure that the process for determining payments for out-of-network emergency care and other surprise bills is truly balanced and does not create perverse incentives for market-dominant health insurers to significantly cut payments to physicians for rendering needed care. It does not adversely impact patient access to essential on-call specialty care in hospital emergency departments. The new laws not only set forth standards for how to provide payment to out-of-network physicians, there are also significant new disclosure requirements placed on physicians, hospitals, health plans, and other healthcare players for both out-of-network and in-network care to help patients avoid surprise medical bills. Also this week, CMS formally proposed the, the 2022 Medicare Payment Rule. Perhaps the most immediate item of note is that the 2022 Medicare Conversion Factor is proposed to be reduced by approximately 3.75%. This is basically the result of the expiration of the increase in the conversion factor that had been enacted at the end of calendar 2021 by Congress to prevent what otherwise would have been a devastating cut to many physicians in their Medicare payments for 2021. Working together with the AMA and the Federation of Medicine, MISNI will strongly advocate that Congress prevent this significant cut. We'll also be working to prevent the re-implementation of the 2% Medicare sequestration cut that had been averted in March but will return in January unless Congress acts. There are also numerous other items to note within the Medicare payment rule to further review, including rules relating to the coverage of telehealth services and rules relating to the billing of services of healthcare practitioners working in physician practices. Another big issue that physicians should be aware of, and there has been a lot of activity recently, is related to the requirement of healthcare employers to develop plans to protect employees from the risk of airborne transmission of infectious disease. MISNI has suggested that physician offices consult with their legal counsel to determine if they are required to comply with the recent federal OSHA rules for protecting employees from airborne COVID transmission or instead if they are required to comply with newly enacted state requirements for all employers who are not subject to the federal rule. MISNI's general counsel law firm, Garfunkel Wild, recently prepared an alert that provided a summary of the requirements of the OSHA rule. The alert notes that exempted from compliance with the OSHA rules are employers performing healthcare services on an outpatient basis 
in a non-hospital setting if non-employees are screened prior to entry and people with suspected or confirmed COVID are not permitted to enter. However, employers that are exempt from the OSHA rules must establish an airborne infectious disease plan required by New York State for all employers. The New York State Department of Labor recently put forth model forms for New York employers to adopt. The New York statute requires that employers adopt a safety plan within 30 days of the Department of Labor posting of the model forms, which is August 5th. After adopting that plan, the employer is then required to share the safety plan with employees within 30 days. Now, importantly, MISNI has received clarification from the DOL that the standard published by the department does not apply to any employee within the coverage of a temporary or permanent standard adopted by OSHA, setting forth applicable standards regarding COVID or airborne infectious diseases. So I know that's a little confusing, but essentially what it amounts to is whether a physician's office is required to follow the federal OSHA rules or state standard may vary from office to office. For example, a primary care practice that treats patients with suspected COVID would likely have to follow the federal OSHA standard. But an orthopedic practice that instructs all patients with suspected COVID to not enter the office may instead be required to comply with the state standard. Again, most important, physicians should consult with their legal counsel for how best to ensure their offices comply with these state or federal requirements, and we will certainly provide more information as it becomes available. As for upcoming educational events, please put on your calendar Friday, September 17th, for a day of numerous educational programming that will be provided in conjunction with MISNI's annual House of Delegates meeting taking place in Saratoga Springs. The programming will be provided both virtually and in person. And as I always point out, please go to MISNI's educational site, cme.misni.org, for a litany of recorded educational programming. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your continuing commitment to MISNI and your County Medical Society. We will speak again in a few weeks.